Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good morning, Northlanders. Good morning here on the... 14th of uh, February, uh, the morning edition here on a Tuesday. And oh, by the way, Northlanders, Dr. Fauci is in the news again. Yes, yes, Dr. Fauci called Joe Biden this morning to say everyone is in danger. Call an emergency. You must again mandate masks. My belief is that the balloons that flew over the U.S. last week might be the source of this uh, this. Terrible, terrible consternation. You know, Brad, the Brad morning, today is yes. Valentine's Day, not April Fool's. Oh, so so then what Fauci said, the end of this, the morning news reported that love is in the air. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> See, you killed my shtick here, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, it is Valentine's Day. And, oh, by the way, I did get a legitimate note from our, uh, well, not not directly from our 8th District uh, Congressman Pete Stauber, but from his wife, Jody Stauber. Yes, Jody sent a note this morning saying, Happy Valentine's Day from the Stauber family. Um, I, she says, I love Valentine's Day. Uh, there's uh, love about, uh, there's nothing that you can't love about a day like love. To celebrate, Pete, and I want to hear from you. So if you want to write the uh, Stabbers a note, you can do that. What do you love about Minnesota? Pete loves his family, hockey, hunting, winter, ice fishing, and uh, family-focused community. The fact that Duluth and the surrounding area where they live in Hermantown is a family-focused community. I love all the same things, but with one addition. Her favorite hot dish. <laughs> so, so if you uh, if you want to send the Stauber something, you can do that. Uh, you you can send them a note and just tell them what you love about Minnesota as well. So it it is though, Kenny. You're absolutely right. It is a day of to celebrate the love. You know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta, got a note, couple of notes uh, yesterday from a few of our listeners that said, "All right, already, stop talking about the balloons. Stop talking about the uh, things that we shot down. We don't know nothing about them. Uh, we, we've done the same thing to uh, China. So uh, evidently, these couple of people that sent me this feel that we've been sending balloons over China for so long too. One thing we have not talked a lot about." And the thing that Corey from Up on the Range mentioned yesterday, this might be a, a, a scam to try to take our eyes off the bigger pictures. And one of the bigger pictures might be what is going on right now in Palestine, Ohio, where uh, we had a train derailment last week uh, with toxic chemicals aboard it. And uh, you know what? People are starting to get sick. Out of nowhere... We just started, uh, he just started coughing really hard, just shut down, and he had liquid diarrhea and just went fast. He's talking about a, a dog that they had who had been breathing this uh, 
the chemical, you know, these, well, here's what was in the train that derailed. Highly toxic vinyl chloride, hydrogen chloride, and other hazardous materials before it derailed. You know, who's in charge of this kind of stuff? Oh, that's right. That very, very talented, very knowledgeable guy about transportation, all things transportation, Pete Buttigieg. What does he know about transportation? He doesn't. He probably <laughs> exactly. He probably knows how to drive a car, maybe. But how does he become the guy that's the transportation secretary? And and how come we haven't seen him all over TV with reporters uh, demanding to know? Oh, whoa, 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 well, is there any uh, is there any problem with these chemicals? You know, because what did they do with them? This, the chemicals that were spilled, they burned them. <laughs> They burned the chemicals. Animals are falling sick or dying near the train derailment and chemical fire in East Palestine. According to Professor Kevin Christ, the director of Ohio University's Air Quality Center, he said that vinyl chloride is a carcinogenic, causing cancer of the liver and other organs. Breathe those in under heavy concentrations like we have now in the spill of the train, it's really bad for you, Chris told ABC News. It's like an acid mist. It's it, it's not something that you want to be around in any kind of high concentration. One woman, a North Lima resident, claimed some of her chickens died in recent days. My video camera footage shows my chickens were in perfect fine health before they started this burn. And as soon as they started the burn, my chickens slowed down and they died. They just fell over dead. Amanda Brewshire of North uh, Lima, Ohio, told ABC 27, if you can do this to chickens in one night, imagine what it's going to do to all of us in 20 years. I mean, this has this has significant thoughts in my mind of Agent Orange, uh, burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan, Uh you know, there there were also claims of fish dying in the waterways in and east of Palestine. Uh, a local environmental official confirmed fish die-offs in reports last week. Uh, but yet, do we see this on the news every night? No. We're cluttered. And, and I don't know, maybe Corey had something there yesterday that, uh, that these uh, shoot-downs are to take our mind uh, and take our direction off of some of the real issues. Um, anyway, the the one headline of one of the stories uh, this morning, uh, this is the uh, the Blaze, of course, and and they are a fairly conservative uh, news organization, but they hit it basically on the head. We basically nuked a town. Animals are dying in Ohio after train derailment and controlled release of toxic chemicals. Uh, Michael Graham, the Norfolk Southern train, uh, he's the head of safety board for the uh, area, said the Norfolk Southern train was carrying 141 loaded cars, nine empty cars, and three locomotives. Around 50 of the cars went off the tracks. Uh, Graham suggested that the suspected cause of the derailment was mechanical issues on one of the rail car axles. A wheel bearing may have overheated, leading to a fire in turn the derailment. So, 
Anyway, we'll get into that more as we go along this morning. But before we do uh, much further here, we want to go over about eight miles outside of Proctor to a little place where you could be spending a lot of time, uh, you know, blowing off steam, just relaxing, and at the same time, learning how to improve your shooting skills at a place called Dead On Shooting Range and uh, maybe just uh, making sure that you are properly protected for your family of anything that comes up. Uh, Chad, good morning to you. Good morning, Brad. And yes, we have a great indoor facility where you can come and shoot. We also have a full retail area. We have a gunsmith on staff. We are the only place in northern Minnesota that has a full-time gunsmith on staff. And, you know, a lot of people bring their firearms in to get fixed, get modifications done to them. We do all that on, on site there. You know, if you need laser engraving, we do that, too. And then we have the popular permit to carry, which classes fill up extremely fast. We've got some new instructors. There are some other law enforcement officers that we've trained in to, to teach the class. So it's been um, we've been expanding a little bit up there in that area. You know, I had uh, one of my firearms uh, laser engraved up at your facility, and I just love it. But the other thing that makes it so special is because of the laser engraving on it, where I had my name put on it and uh, sent for Fi and the rank I was in the Marine Corps, it's going to be a little bit difficult if somebody stole that gun to try to uh, pawn it off someplace else, if you know what I mean, when it's uh, almost like it's uh, identified as mine. Yes, Brad. You know, we have a lot of folks, especially the Army. Army leads the way. They'll come in and get that put on their firearm for all of us Army folks out there. Uh, there are a lot of people that want to get stuff put on their firearms. They want to have special work done to it. So we help them out with that. Uh, your facility has it all as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you walk in the front door and you're right in a retail store that's got the best of everything to do with the firearm industry. You can buy eye protection, ear protection, reloading supplies, firearms, clothing, on and on and on. And then, of course, off to the side, uh, on the right-hand side there, you've got some beautiful classroom facilities and an armory, an armor area. And then, of course, the best part of it is located uh, right behind the counters there, uh, two big lanes of uh, indoor shooting range, humidically controlled, climate-controlled, nice, warm facility. You could take your jacket off, spend the whole afternoon shooting if you wanted to. Now, Chad, today is uh, Valentine's Day. Any uh, Anything at all special if a guy wanted to bring his significant other up to spend some time shooting today? Is there a, we, we do. We, a have, little... we have the Valentine's special going on today, and a lot of people are bringing their significant other up to shoot. It's two for one, so come on up and shoot. It's just like date night. Outstanding. Great. Super. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, if you have not been up there yet, you're missing the boat. You got to get up there just to kick the tires and walk around a little bit because you're you're going to want to stay. There are so many like-minded people that you will see coming and going. So get in your vehicle, eight miles up Highway 2 out of Proctor, you will find dead-on indoor shooting range, 218-729-9689 or to find out a lot of what's going on up there and the things they've got going on a regular basis, go to their website. It's all one word. Just type into your computer, deadonshootingrange.com. Great, great people, friendly people, and a, just a first-class, world-class facility, Dead On Shooting Range. 
Thanks, Chad. Uh, we got to go to our first break here this morning. We'll be right back with the Tuesday Valentine edition of Sound. KDAL time is 1124. We're overcast. We do have precipitation here in the Twin Ports. Very light precipitation downtown Duluth right now. And we're going to see mainly rain here in Duluth today. But the majority of it's going to kick in right around 1 p.m., according to the National Weather Service. And looking at the weather radar right now, uh, the bulk of the rain for the Twin Ports is on its way. And there's a lot of rain to our south. There's uh, quite a bit to the north as well. But the majority of it for us is still to the south, and it's going to occur. We could see uh, we could see a lot of uh, rain, m- more rain than snow. Yeah. Now, now Wisconsin, on the other hand, might see some snow up around uh, Fox River Valley area in that area. Fox River Valley. Wow. Where'd that come from? Well, that's what they call it up there around Green Bay. They love that. Yeah. Speaking of Green Bay, Green Bay set a record high temperature yesterday. Woo! 45 in Green Bay yesterday, a record high, and that breaks the previous record of 43. And I'm sad to see this because that 43 was set in three uh, different years, 1976, 1984, 1990. So yesterday's 45 in Green Bay, a new record high. By the way, uh, I didn't get to this story yesterday, but I had it yesterday. Did you see the latest on, uh, speaking of Green Bay and their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers? Did you see where he is uh, for the next four days? Is he in one of those balloons? No, no, not in a balloon. He's uh, He's gone into isolation for the next four days. Well, then maybe um, he is in a balloon. <laughs> Could be. It looked, you know, the story that they had on the wire server looked like a jail cell. I mean, uh, he's going to have no electricity. They're going to evidently bring meals to him for the four days, but it's going to. There's no communication, no TV, no nothing. He's going to. There's no electricity. Even he can't have lights. Can't read. No, no TV. There's a bed in there. He can sleep, but he's, he's so what going to. Well, he's well, going to clear his mind. But why? Why do we need to know this? Is is Aaron Rodgers? Know. Is he a narcissist? I mean, I'm beginning to think I, that he he does display I think some. He might be. I mean, we yes. don't care about that. We don't care about your, no. you know, the reason you have your hair the way you do, and the fact that you were taking the substances you did. Just be quiet, play the game, and then when the game is done, go away. Go away. Retire and enjoy life. Relax. And maybe I'm overreacting go, to it. I we don't have, know. But. We have stuff like this. We have stuff like this, Kenny. You and I can uh, go into seclusion if we wanted to. It's called the bedroom. Shut the door. Shut the light off. <laughs> I mean, okay, Aaron. Fine. Have fun. I, I, don't, I, I guess oh. I just don't care a lot of times unless it's something of extreme value or something that, you know, yeah. brings uh, a, a lot of uh, joy and I mean, happiness sure, to people. Yeah. This is just well, him. Sure there, we don't I'm care. I'm sure there are lots of people in Wisconsin that would love to know everything in the world about Aaron Rodgers, but not me. I mean, I I don't care where he plays next year, to be honest. If he's not in Green Bay, I don't even care if he retires and goes away. Yeah. <laughs> what I, I, I'll tell you what I do care about, though, Kenny. I, you know, we've had a number of things happen here in the Northland over the last couple of weeks that have really been disturbing. Of course, one of them is when uh, President uh, Joe Biden, his administration, blocked any future mining uh, in potentially in northern Minnesota. Supported, uh, you know, Minnesota has supported mining projects in uh, 
uh, third world countries. That's uh, that's what Biden is doing. He has signed up to buy iron from uh, Ghana and from other uh, South African countries, but not here in Minnesota. And then, of course, what did we just find out last week? That uh, we have lost the wood products plant that was going to be uh, built up in Cohasset, which was going to be a great, uh, I, I think, a great product uh, line for northern Minnesota. This morning, Scott Dane, you know Scott Dane. We've both met Scott Dane sure. over the years. He's a friend of Pete Woods and uh, very involved in the northern well, he, Minnesota logging and trucking it, industry. I believe he's now yeah. the executive director of the American Logging Council. I, I think he is, yeah. yes. Well, anyway, he wrote an editorial uh, for, I believe it's in the Virginia paper. Oh. I'm not positive. I, I did get the editorial, okay. but not what paper it came from. Anyway, it's really good. He says, look, it's real simple. Democratic President Joe Biden's administration has blocked future mining potential in northeastern Minnesota while supporting mining projects in third world countries. Now we've just lost a half a billion dollar forest product plant due to their environmental base. The Democratic-led Minnesota legislature just passed one of the most far-reaching pro-abortion measures in the country with all but one DFL voting for it. If you are a Democrat, then you own these actions, particularly if you are a DFL elected official. Prior Iron Range leaders saw this and had the integrity to leave the party, people like Tom Bach, and represent their constituents. Today, Iron Range DFL elected officials profess to support mining, logging, and forest management, rural jobs, the right to life, but are part of the party that doesn't. You can't have it both ways. If the current Iron Range delegation supports mining, logging, rural jobs, right to life, and other ways of life issues, Second Amendments, etc., then they should leave the DFL like those leaders before them. Otherwise, quit pretending to support the Iron Range while voting in alignment with these other idiots. Scott Dane Gilbert. Good for you, Scott Dane. Yeah, I'm glad you read that because, Brad, what you said in, in, is when it comes to mining, that's just not copper nickel. That's not what... Oh, it's lo- all mining. It's all mining. Yeah. It includes iron ore. There you go. Yeah, and when will that be the next shoe? Because that is the last shoe. When will that shoe fall? That, well, we just as soon not have any more iron mining because, you know what, that tears up so much of the environment and blah, blah, blah. These people are, well, we'll, we're going to get into it, but uh, let's take our CBS break first. And then when we come back, I want to get into a story I started to at the end of the show yesterday, which is going to help you to understand how far our government has gone off the track. We'll be right back. Teachers 
Time is 11.35, 32 degrees at Duluth Sky Harbor. That's a little David Bowie, Valentine's Day. That that was a Valentine's song? The name of the song is Valentine's Day by David Bowie. It came out in 2013 off his 25th studio album. The album is The Next Day, uh, 2013. Can't we uh, hear something more recognizable today like... You know, I mean, I guess I could sing it every break. Love is in the air. No, 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 no. no? okay, <laughs> forget it. <laughs> oh. oh God. Well, anyway, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the new governor of Arkansas. I'm sure she's going to have her hands on this one quick. But the story I started to tell you yesterday is uh, a story that was written on Breitbart News by Christina Wong. The Republican Arkansas delegation is demanding answers from the Department of Energy as to why the Department of Energy, you know, our own government entity who takes our tax money and doles it out to things to help us find better sources of energy, right? So the, our Department of Energy has taken $200 million of our tax money and gave, given it as a grant to a company linked to the Chinese Communist Party, to the CCP, using American tax money that was supposed to be used to make America less reliant on China for battery productions. In a letter sent this week, Senator Tom Cotton, John Bozeman, and Representative Rick Crawford, along with a number of other congressional people, uh, asked the Department of Energy Secretary Jennifer Grandholm why a federal grant was awarded to the company Microvast, despite the company having documented ties to the CCP and operating primarily out of China. While American companies were, were denied funding opportunities, the Department of Energy supported a company that admits that, uh, admits that the Chinese government exerts substantial influence over the manner in which we must conduct our business activities and may intervene at any time with no notice. The grant was part of the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. That's part of this big deal that uh, Joe Biden put into place while he still had all the all the supporting uh, documentation. You know, he owned the House, owned the Senate, which aims to help secure America's domestic supply chain by being re less reliant on China for materials such as lithium-ion battery cells or critical minerals. According to Reuters, over 200 companies competed for grants under the IIJ last year, but only 20 companies were awarded. The Department of Energy announced the grant to Microvast in October while Grandholm saying in a statement, this is truly a remarkable time for manufacturing in America as President Biden's agency agenda and historic investment surcharge and the private sector to ensure our clean energy future in America is made. Microvast claiming it was majority U.S. owned and touted its status as a publicly traded company listed on NASDAQ the grant to the company was for building a lithium-ion battery separator facility 
next to its battery plant in Clarksville, Tennessee, as a joint project with General Motors. By subs- uh, however, members of Congress then learned of the company's relationship with China. Microvast is owned by holding company Microvast Holding, Inc. in a December 14, 2021 filing to the Securities and Exchange Commission, Microvast Holding, Inc. stated, A substantial portion of our facilities are currently located in the People's Republic of China, which we refer to as the PRC or China. The filing also said, We are a holding company. We conduct all of our operations through our subsidiaries and principally through our subsidiaries in China. $200 million of our hard-earned tax money going to allow China to build a battery plant here. It also stated that investing in Microsoft Holding involved substantial risk related to the fact that the company conducts substantial majority of its operations through our operating in entities established in the People's Republic of China. Our operations are sub- subject to extensive PRC government regulations, and changes to such regulations could increase our costs or limit our ability to sell products and conduct activity in China. And in a more recent SEC filing in November of 2022, Microvast Holdings, Inc. said, We plan to continue expanding our research and development presence in the U.S., We also plan to continue levering our knowledge base in the People's Republic of China to continue expanding our research and development efforts there as well. So again, this absolutely crazy thing uh, that we are investing taxpayer money into a firm that is basically a holding company for a Chinese People's Republic uh, of Communism party. It doesn't get any stranger, people. I mean, who's watching the uh, funding here? Kenny, we got something break. Do we have a break? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking. I thought maybe we had some breaking news here. Anyway, Microvast on February 1st issued a press release titled Microvast, a leading inventor of EV battery technologies, is going to list on NASDAQ through merger with a a company called Tuscan Holding Corporation. See, that's what happens here a lot of times. These foreign entities, this particular company, Microvast, owned exclusively and controlled by communist Chinese government, will merge with another you know, company locally, uh, and they'll get themselves listed on NASDAQ or the stock exchange by listing under that other company. Um, According to the documentation announced today that they have entered into a definitive merger agreement that will result in Microvast becoming a publicly listed company upon the closing of transaction. The combined company will be named Microvast Holding Inc., or MVST. Eight days later, it was announced by Tennessee Governor Bill Lee that Microvast planned to build a lithium-ion battery facility in the United States. Yeah. Highly skilled workforce is well equipped for these additional jobs, and we welcome this $220 million investment 
uh, into Tennessee. Yeah, two hundred of our two hundred million of our tax money, and twenty million of the company's money. A source familiar with the News Corporation in a statement on Friday said last year, Senator Marsha Blackburn's office, along with Congressman Mark Green, wrote a letter supporting a Department of Energy grant to Microvest, a company with operations in Tennessee, Florida, Texas, who is proposing to add more jobs in Tennessee. The company presented itself to the members as an American company headquartered in Texas and then concealed any potential affiliation with Beijing. According to a December 31st annual report, Microvast Holding Inc. still owns three subsidiaries in Huzhou, China, Microsoft Power Systems, Huzhou Microvast Electric Vehicle Sales Service, and Huzhou Hongwai New Energy Automobile Limited. It was actually listed by the SEC as a company not in compliance with the Holding and Foreign Companies Accountability Act. In other words, they know that they don't qualify for these kind of grants. The Arkansas delegation is trying to get answers from the Department of Energy before the project goes any further. In their letter to Grandhome, uh, they wrote that they had some real concerns with where this company is located and what their intention is in using American taxpayer dollars to build this grant. So we, we've got to pay attention to what we're doing. We're letting China buy agricultural land. We've let them buy the biggest uh, pork producer in the country. And now, uh, you know, now we've got uh, balloons, uh, spy balloons flying over. Oh, by the way, the latest out of the balloon that went down off the coast of South Carolina is they have recovered electronic devices and recording devices off the floor about 50 feet down. And uh, it, it, there's no doubt that this was a spy balloon uh, with the kind of equipment that it had. Brad, China said it was a weather balloon. It was collecting weather yeah, data. Know. You know, they're yeah. concerned about climate change and the effects that uh, the climate is uh, getting from uh, the toxic fumes that are coming from trains in Ohio. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're the, we're the goofballs. America is the company that has shut down every power plant that has anything to do with coal. For example, Cohasset. We shut it down. We're going to shut it down. But China has added more coal-fired power plants this year than the whole rest of the world combined. Okay, well, I stand corrected then. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait a minute. Isn't it time we... Yeah, we'll be right back. KDAL time is 11.55. Boy, there is a lot of rain falling east of the metro area, the Twin Cities metro area in parts of Wisconsin, down around... Oh, gosh, uh, Menominee, Baldwin, uh, a lot of rain oh, coming yeah. down, and a lot of rain in this system, Brad. And, again, we're going to see some snow. Not right now. Uh, parts of uh, central Minnesota seeing some snowfall, Park Rapids and what have you, but uh, mostly rainfall right now from this system. Kenny, I am uh, I am stupefied oh, this geez. morning. Oh, stupefied. My. Why? Well, I, I, as we were away on this last break, I just happened to turn, and I'm looking at... Uh, uh, looking at my TV, yeah. and usually this time of the morning, uh, I get to see the long-legged ladies of uh, Outnumbered having their discussion okay. on uh, Fox News, right? Yeah. 
Well, and today being Valentine's Day, they were. They were. It was a couple of uh, the lovely ladies talking about how some men that they know that they used to date would send them love notes on their computer oh. instead of doing it personally. But then they pan over to the other side of the dais there, and who's sitting there all dressed up lovely in red for Valentine's Day? Yeah. Roseanne Barr. Oh, Roseanne Barr. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'd be a Valentine's Day shock, wouldn't it be? <laughs> yes, it do you, would. Do you, do you know she has a new show on Fox News? On Fox, uh, whatever their yes. thing is. I don't night. remember yes. the name of it, but she's... Uh, I do. Oh. I do. And? It's, it's called Cancel This. Oh, there you go. There you go. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. I was never a big fan of her comedy, per se. No. I don't know. I just... Yeah. Eh. No. I mean, she did... She, she was a good part of a sitcom, I think. You know, yeah. she played off of... Uh, what was his name? The guy, the, the big heavyset guy that was uh, the father in that one. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, God. Uh, nah, I know he's what you're been talking in so about. many things. John Goodman. Really John Goodman. Is that the one? Was that the one or no? It was... Yes. Uh, yeah. Wasn't it John Goodman? No, uh, no, it wasn't John Goodman. I could have swore it was John Goodman. Maybe, well, maybe it is. Uh... Somebody will tell us. Somebody will let us know. Anyway, um, she, yeah, so she's on this uh, program, Outnumbered, talking about Valentine's Day and talking about uh, what's Yeah, it was John Goodman. Now, yeah. Now, do you have any uh, special things, uh, uh, anything on Valentine's Day that's kind of a you know, a sentimental well, type thing. I, I, I do. You know, my wife, Jan, and I, uh, we uh, are going out tonight. Uh, we try to make reservations at some local places we like to go to. They're all booked up, so we decided to go oh, someplace. Sure. We don't go too often, but we're going to go down there. And uh, I was able to get her a card and, uh, you know, a vase with some flowers and stuff. It's Valentine's Day, Brad. And oh, I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of a sentimental kind of guy. But real quickly, and I know we're short on time, my earliest recollection of uh, Valentine not Valentine's Day, but uh, being uh, maybe uh, in love, uh, puppy love, yes. uh, being infatuated yeah. with uh, the opposite yes. sex in my case, uh, I was standing behind a girl. This was elementary school back in Lincoln, back in the 60s. And I kissed <laughs> her on the back of the head. I don't remember oh, her name. without her she, approval? Oh, yes. Today, I know I would have been arrested and brought to jail, probably flogged. But, yes. uh, you know, I was uh, a little boy, but... Uh, yeah. That's all I Infatuated. got. Infatuated. Yeah, yeah, kissed her on the back of the head. She missed it. <laughs> oh, it, it she missed it completely? She didn't even know you'd done it? Well, I don't know. It was a long time ago, Brad. Oh, God. Yeah, well, we all have those kind of stories, Kenny. Well, listen, we're out of time here in hour number one, but we've got two more hours this afternoon. We're going get to get into it pretty heavy. When we come back with hour number two, I want to talk to you a little bit about who is Nikki Haley. I'm going to tell you some things you may not know about her when we come back.